And a three, two, one, and a zap and jump 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 and and jump and and Avatar, an Avatar newbie, watches the series for the first time alongside an Avatar expert. Today we're watch- we have watched and are discussing episode 12 of season 1 called The Storm. Dun dun dun. Dun dun dun. I'm your co-host and Avatar expert, Eli. I'm your co-host and Avatar newbie, Peter. I know. I've seen this movie, sorry, this episode now three times. This is the end of... The episodes that Nikki and I watched ah. um, before we decided to start Rewatch. this podcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So from here on out will be my second time viewing all these episodes. But well, this is like my third or fourth time seeing this one. I mean, you're definitely not a casual. You're, you are oh, definitely yeah, an yeah. avid fan. I, as I mentioned in episode one, I've seen Avatar. I've seen Korra. And I've read some of the comics too. He acknowledges that a movie exists. I acknowledge that a movie exists and will not watch it. Dude, uh, no, I will. At the end of season one, we will. We will. Oh, that's watch right. You haven't watched. Oh my god, that's yeah. gonna be painful. Oh, and speaking of general Avatar news, so we mentioned a couple episodes ago that Korra is now on Netflix. Hooray! Yeah, I'm very glad that a lot of people can see this because it's so good. I really like it. But in other news, so Netflix was working on a live action thing. Yeah, yeah. With the original creators, Michael DiMartino and Brian something. I can't remember their names exactly. Mm-hmm. They have just announced that they are leaving the project. What? Yes. Oof. Cue the sad music. Oh. I am very disappointed in that. That is such a shame. Damn. Yeah, I really hope that Netflix does a good job with this because I know I I feel like the creators have such a good balance between developing the characters and having striking such a perfect middle ground of a tone. That can be serious and also lighthearted, but keeps you invested in the it, story. It, you, don't, you don't really see it in American content nowadays. Like they, they did a balancing act between mm. like young, like youthful content that is like, you know, still very enjoyable. They did a balance between like Eastern themes and aesthetics that are still very American, like true to American, yeah. like uh, Hollywood content. Like, mm-hmm. oh man. I mean, just and you haven't seen the rest of the series. You, I mean, I have so much still, more to yeah, experience. I mean, I'm speaking from like yeah, the first dozen episodes, but I'm still yeah. already very impressed. Damn. Okay, yeah. I, I wonder it's why. Creative, creative I wonder differences. why. Uh, they didn't say. They didn't say. They just said we decided that it's time. Yeah, and and I saw they they also did an interview about Legend of Korra separately, mm. and they just right off the bat were like, we're not going to talk about why we left the Netflix thing yeah 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 um, i mean yeah. i'm i'm just gonna go on a limb and say that it's creative differences well always right yeah and uh I mean, that, ne- netflix is the issue putting a good amount of their eggs strategic and financial eggs into this basket and here's my yeah. understanding of why for viewers that are nerds for entertainment strategy and stuff like that animation and anime is some of the cheapest content to make per episode what happens is if you convert people to be an anime fan they become so much more cost efficient for you. Mm-hmm. Meaning they are like anime viewers are the most voracious content viewers and, and they're likely to cancel a subscription is very low, mm-hmm. which is why Netflix makes these shows that are 
designed to get someone on the cusp of becoming an anime fan. Yeah. Because after you convert, what are you going to do? You're going to go back and watch the classics. That's uh, <laughs> right. That's what I'm doing right now, man. Yeah, exactly, I just finished, exactly. I just finished up uh, Hunter x Hunter. Yep, yep. The Greed Island arc. Have yep. you seen it? I, I haven't seen Hunter x Hunter, but okay. it's one of those adventure yeah. pa- superpower I, fantasy you know, I decided sagas. to end it there. The, <laughs> next, the next arc is 60 episodes. I was like, can't do that. Sorry. Yeah, yeah. Um, it's you, you reach a certain age and it's like, oof, I don't know if yeah, I too much. can take a bu- another bite out of this. Yeah, that's like watching the whole sh- Avatar smorgasbord series. Smorgasbord of, yeah. <laughs> that's, so, so anyway, so that's one angle of why they've, I think, invested so much into this American animation, but like, you know, similar to the anime vein content. Mm-hmm. Two, Asian culture and Asian content mm-hmm. and Asi- high Asian fantasy, so like a Mulan. I think yeah. a lot of people in Hollywood are theorizing that that can be the next big like boom swing thing. Uh, so a live action avatar that's successful could lead them to a whole fucking franchise or a universe. I think that they're doing this and they're looking at this like they're looking at The Witcher. That yeah. this is going to be another Game of Thrones thing that people that will fill the void in people's hearts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. F- big fantasy world to really dig into it i mean has, yeah it has so much content to go off of yeah so. and hollywood's they're they're kind of fumbling around for the next game of thrones you know that there, there yeah. really isn't i thought there would have right been a now. bigger victor by now but now yeah. i'm kind of realizing that there will never be another game of thrones yeah and sometimes that's the truth of it because yeah as consumer choice increases there's a lot more smaller shows that can get big but they're like for example there, there's not going to be another michael jackson level of fame celebrity um is my hmm. theory um or like uh, well i'm talking about like bts yeah they have okay. a similar B- level yeah, you're of right. BTS people is... who are die hard they have their army right in yeah like whole you're right, communities you're right, you're right. yeah never mind never mind. i take that back i take that back yeah um because k-pop is kind of another yeah it, they, their, their level of um devotion to their artist is like a whole nother level yeah 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 it's it's a fucking what a what a beautiful cut into humanity, dude. We're we're <laughs> we're, spe- we're stepping so far away from Avatar. Yeah, let's let's uh, let's rein it on back in. Let's talk about the storm. Yeah. So the let's, storm. Let's, let's go ahead and uh, jump right into our newbie recap. Peter, go ahead. Yep, yep. Newbie recap. Boop boop boop. Um, boop boop boop. Yeah. I don't, <laughs> what is? The boop, boop, boop? I don't know. Just a <laughs> brain brain cue for me. Okay. Um, yeah, I mean, what can I say about this episode? It's the storm, and it's really just a backstory of Aang and Zuko, how Aang ended up in the iceberg in episode one and slept through 100 years, and how Zuko uh, got his fire scar and got banished from his, you know, the Fire Nation. Um, and it's kind of Aang's reckoning with the guilt that he has from running away and how he's kind of process that come out the other end mm-hmm. um and is you know more matured of a of a man to tackle his responsibilities i yeah. guess yeah i mean that that's what matters plot wise basically there was a big storm that reminded ang of the day that yep. he fled mm-hmm. um which was also a storm and then he saved Sokka from like a fishing boat and uh zuko also his ship was caught in the storm and 
they show him prioritizing the crew safety over catching the avatar, which also demonstrates his maturity as well. This, this episode, I'm glad we can finally, uh, get back to episodes like this because I think this is such a good point to talk about predictions. Tell me how you think it's changed for everyone based off this episode. Yep. Yep. Ooh, so much, man. So much. So, um, I think Aang's going to be a little less (laughs) quote unquote annoying, (laughs) Uh, I, I think in, in, between like episodes three, four, five, I was talking about like, okay, I get it. You're this happy, chirpy guy, yeah. like, but you're obviously av- avoiding certain things. Like, I feel like he's kind of like grabbed, you know, excuse me, his uh, l- responsibilities, but more by the horns now. Yeah. The same way he kind of, <laughs> they actually visually show that by the way he grabs the reins of Appa when he's in the ocean, juxtaposed to when he didn't. Uh, when he f- fell into the ocean and froze himself into an ice ice ball, that's not really a prediction, though. Uh, what, what what can I say about predictions? What about Zuko? I think that is kind of the more important. Yeah, I think Zuko. I think this is where you kind of think about like, okay, uh, Zuko has been chasing the Avatar like a dog chases the paper man. Yeah. Like it was more of, of the concept of the pursuit. Yeah, I think he is more tangibly thinking about what what's he trying to do yeah right like and like is this the right thing to be doing kind of thing yeah and it it says in the episode it says that the avatar gives him hope kind of ironically yes it's the hope of him being able to redeem himself but it it's the same but he also hasn't figured it out yet like what is he gonna do and i told you this in the beginning where i i thought he's a lot like kylo ren Mm -hmm. where he's quote unquote on the dark team the dark side but it has a lot of like inner conflict with the good and evil. Yeah. And we see that the, the reason he got banished is because he spoke out against using uh, the rookie infantry fleet as a sacrificial pawn in, in battle. Mm-hmm. This is not because I'm smart. This is me saying like this is a kid's show and I know he's a main character that is three-dimensional. So he's probably going to ultimately at the end like, like help bring the world to peace. Yeah. Because he – what's true to his nature is like – world peace for everyone yeah oh i just realized he's gonna team up with the avatar to fight his dad uh, <laughs> that's good that's that's the prediction i've been waiting for you know what i mean these are the kind of i mean yeah. it, it kind of makes sense uh another sense of prediction uh, there was a moment when they were flashing back to uh, what is the fire fight called the agni <laughs> kai the agni yeah, kai yeah. um where he gets like wrecked and it flashes to like a crowd yes and Uncle Iroh is like astonished. Yeah. And then to either side of yes. him, one side, we met uh, General Zha- Commander Zhao. Zhao. Yes. I was going to bring up this scene, so I'm glad you brought it up first. Yeah. So Commander Zhao. On the other side is a like pretty fierce female, like girl firebender. Who is she? About, who is about she? like Katara's age. Tell me who she is right now. And I, I don't know. T- guess. Is it, I know. is it a love interest? Is it a sister? Um, but it's, it's certainly, uh, I, I think it's certainly a hint that like she's going to be a main mainstay character because the way that these shows work, if the character didn't matter, they would animate them very G- blandly. Like, uh, yeah, yeah. Generically. Yeah. But she was not generic. Yeah. And you know, they, they definitely want like a gender balance and a foil yes. in some sense. May- maybe this can be the, uh, talking of Game of Thrones, like maybe like, yeah, what's Theon Greyjoy's sister's name? It's like it's different. So it's different in the books and the show. In the show, she's Yara, I think. Mm. I can't remember because I've more recently read the book. 
Which uh, is you're a giving different a, name. You're, you're giving things away. But, yeah. but, okay. But I mean, I pretty much knew that. I mean, I, I, 99% certainty I knew that she was going to be a character. So, yeah. Uh, oh, you're talking about in Game of Thrones. Yeah, I'm talking about Game of Thrones. Oh, yeah. <laughs> okay, yeah, 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 Yara. Yeah, you're right. You're right. I think it just shows it's Yara. Uh-huh. So maybe it's like a Yara. I, I, I imagine her being pretty fierce, okay, and badass and powerful because that's what kid shows do mm-hmm. to empower, help empower. I don't know, good messages and things like that. Yeah. Um, she did have like kind of a rest- resting bitch face, so I think they are going to portray her to be a bit more, you know. Mm-hmm that vibe yeah yeah i don't know i don't know if it's like a kind of a love interest or like maybe a sister i can't tell okay uh but i like it i imagine her being a hurdle for zuko specifically okay very very nice very nice i like i like where this is going and i'd like to point out that you correctly guessed that this whole scene would happen you said that i did yes you said that his scar came from the fire lord which is his dad and you were right. Oh, I feel like I, I don't did know they why say I, I don't before? feel. Im- I think I did, but like I, I, to me, that's not like a prediction. I feel like that that was like for some reason obvious. He, I don't. I, don't I know. think Iro mentioned something about that, but this is the first yeah, time yeah. they've explicitly shown yes. what he did and how yeah. it happened. I don't. I don't know, man. D- to me, it was like I assumed it. Like, yeah. and it's not even I predicted it. I was like, oh, yeah, He's, like this guy has a scar for some reason. Because he said he was exiled. He lost a firefight and was ex- exiled. It must have been from that. So I do think thematically it's very interesting that like if he did fight his dad instead of like buying da- bowing down, yeah, I feel like he would have just gotten his ass kicked but then would have been allowed to stay. So it's it's interesting that like he got exiled because one, he spoke out against them. Two, he didn't want to fight his dad. Mm. There's like a lot of things that like aren't true to Fire Nation values. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's pretty interesting. And uh, we see a little bit more of the Fire Lord this episode too, which was cool. Uh-huh. Um, we see more of his silhouette. They still don't show him, show him. <laughs> yep. Um, and a little bit more fine details of like the his up like top knot with like mm-hmm. like a crown looking like pin. Yeah. The way he's clipped it, and we also hear his voice, which is. Very a evil bit, sounding. Yeah, very graggly. Uh, it, it's I don't know how to explain it, but it's a bit serpentile. Um, You're weak. Stand yeah, up yeah, and yeah. fight me. Yeah, 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 yeah. It's like a, it's like Akuma vibes from Street Fighter. I think I said that last uh, yeah. time too. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> Eli bringing out his uh, DM skills. Over <laughs> his dungeon master right, skills. Right. Um, not too much happened this episode. Yep. But it was a very thematically... Important episode. Yes. Um, yeah. Yes. So, what? What did you? What is your favorite part and least favorite? Yep, yep. I'm, I'll do favorite shots first, okay. just because I always do that, and uh, I, I do think this show is cool because they always do like two or three cuts or animation scenes or like camera distortion things that I think are like, like really mm, just yummy. Mm-hmm. The first one is the kind of fuzz cut from the first dream sequence, how he wakes up from it, there's like a half second, maybe like, I don't know, six frames of the silhouette of the Fire Lord. Yeah. With the sound of just like a, like a TV buzzing fuzz, mm. which is a uh, very jarring. I and that. like Yes. Yeah. Which is a very jarring and modern and Western way to like concept kind of layered on top of like this kind of uh hay fever dream, you know, mm. psychedelic kind of, uh, sequence. I really love that. 
I also I also really liked how visual they made. I don't always love this in other shows, but it's, since it's a kids show, I think it makes sense. They made the visual before after comparisons very very obvious. Mm-hmm. What I mean is, Ang fell into the ocean when he froze a hundred years ago. He also went into the ocean now. Mm-hmm. You know, it was with Appa. He yeah. he didn't grab the reins last time. This time he grabbed the yeah, reins. Yeah, yeah. He used the same moves like. And the dream, like people were like, though that like, I, if only our dreams could that obviously tell us what's bothering us. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like I have dreams like that, and I am just like, what? what does yeah, that what does it mean that? though, yeah. Peter? <laughs> it's a very clear foreshadowing for the yeah, rest yeah. of the episode. Third thing that I loved is, uh, I, I, I have we talked about him? We we do talk about voice acting from time to time on the show. Um. The one of the monks was voiced by James Hong, and I it just tickles yeah. me every time. We talked about this last time because the the five monk people have shown up before. Yeah. And oh, I, is that right? Yeah, we did some research, and I honestly forgot what a, the conclusion was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So James Hong, who you guys might know him as Mister Ping from Kung Fu Panda, yes, that guy, or um, he's also. If you've watched Balls of Fury, he's like the ping pong teacher there. He was also in Blade Runner as like the frozen mechanic guy. Um, he's a, he's fucking everywhere, man. He, um, I saw anyway. this New York Times article talk about he's in he's in like five hundred movies or something crazy. Oh, I think like it's six hundred plus, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm splitting hairs. But it's something insane, and uh, they're actually rallying to like get a star for him in the Hollywood Boulevard yeah. because you know he's fucking everywhere yeah as soon as i heard his voice i'm like oh i think that's him i googled it i'm like yep mm-hmm. what, what 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 did you have in mind for your favorite parts this episode i think i like you mentioned this but just the um the parallel imagery mm-hmm. i'm glad that they decided to do that i just think it's a smart choice to directly show how his character changes over time yeah and he's takes more agency now than he has before you know i, I actually thought of a, a lot of big biblical themes too in this where you know, like, I think Jesus and, like, uh, yes, Buddha, like, they were thrust into kind of their responsibilities. And, and, and maybe not Buddha, because he was already a prince. But Jesus was thrust into, like, the shit that he did, I think, at, like, a young age, too, before he was yeah. ready, for se, per se. Um, which, you know, is akin to, like, we never feel ready for the dragons that we need to slay. And we should yeah. s- still slay them. Yeah, uh, which is a good message for kids and me right now, man. I mean, I, I resonate with that. What, what what didn't you like? Lots of small things this episode. Yeah. So when he's explaining, when Iroh is explaining the Agni Kai, it's very exposition-y. Mm-hmm. Like the people he's explaining it to are responding like they're learning it for the first time. Oh, it's like you they're, know, they're, they're the like, viewer. Oh, they're Kai, us. Yeah, yeah, a fire yeah. battle. Like, why are you saying that? You you know what yeah, that yeah, is, yeah. right? Yeah, that, that's the, um, uh, yeah, that's the um, writers making them the audience, like the viewers. Yeah, exactly. You, it feels like Iroh and is sitting, instead of around a table talking to his peers, he's sitting around a table full of children yeah. explaining a, a, a tall tale. The other thing is the, um, there's a shot where they make a sort of like, it's after he is like, oh, we can't. You can't play with us, Aang, oh. on the little scooters. And then they pan over the, all right, who, who wants this guy on our team? Jinju, Jinju. I wrote that yeah, down. Yeah, and it's like presumably like mentally, um, sl- I don't know. He He's he's different from the other kids. Yep. And he's uh, smelly. He's, they, they drew him smelly. as like yes. dirty and like there's flies around him or something. 
Yeah, and that just really didn't sit right with me. I didn't like that at all. Yeah, that's a that's like a trope that we see in a lot of comedies. Like the village idiot motif is no longer really. A, 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 yeah, I think it's pretty. A thing. It's insensitive, you know. Like it's saying like, "Oh, who wants this stupid person with you, causing you harm?" You know. Yeah. Let's ostracize them. I will say it. It is such a common. It was such a normalized common trope in a lot of comedies. Um, yeah. And it just you just just don't see it anymore. I think the exception is a little bit when it's. Uh, animal anamorphized or something like uh yes in disney movies yeah so i was gonna call uh finding dory when idris elba seal is sitting on a rock with another seal yes you remember that one and the yes. the one with the bucket and the weird eyebrows like it's honestly it's every disney movie there's that one i'm thinking of moana too the oh. stupid chicken that oh. just gets itself into danger yeah and like olaf to a certain extent is just stupid uh, d- d- uh, yeah yeah that every one of these movies needs something like that. Oh, maybe they're just like, yeah, changing the format and it's okay. Yes. Because they're, they're, they're stupid because they're a different thing. Not, it's the same motif. And it's easy to say, oh, it's just, you know, animals are dumb, which is yeah, true. Yeah, a yeah. lot of animals would probably do these things. Yeah. Um, but they're presented like the, the way their faces wow. are drawn is the same way. Dude, that, that's kind of, that's not blowing my mind, but like that is a realization that I'm having live. Yeah. It's not okay to make fun of, like, mentally handicapped people yeah. <laughs> directly anymore. So yeah, we're I, Disney, so we're, let's let's just use it. But like, as an animal, <laughs> as an interesting, interesting. Yeah. I don't think it's sinister, but I think it does speak to something about humanity and how optics usually matter more than substance. Yep, absolutely. But yeah, this this that portion definitely aged well. Didn't age well. And then there's one last thing: when they're in the cave, the old lady just finds them there. I don't oh, know. Oh, yeah, that was where not explained you, at all. Where did you come from? Wow, you didn't even catch that. Yeah, because she was like, Katara had to go fly around and find him. <laughs> um, yeah. And she, presumably, this is like way, like, nice 30 to 30 minute to one hour hike to get up there. And if there's a storm coming, you probably bunker down in your home. Unless she's caught somewhere on a walk. I don't know. And let's Damn. go find my cave. But like she came like, where where did you come from? That just makes me think like I'm so used to storytelling that like fringe shortcuts like that. I just like accept without even, yeah. it doesn't even cross my mind. Yeah. Good catch, man. Yeah. yeah that, that is like, what the fuck? That, I think I'm more aware of it because the same thing happened last episode where the, yeah. the character is like, get out of here. I was in line first. And like, where did you come from, bro? Like, <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. So one thing that I didn't like was... Zuko's younger voice. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I want to be we... in the war room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, so, so we see a younger version of Zuko who has hair and uh, no scar. Has his, like, no scar. And his voice, it's the same voice actor, but they made his voice like more nasally, like slightly higher and yeah. like more whiny and more angsty somehow. And I was like, wow, that is really annoying. Like, I think the voice is annoying. I, I, it's, it's a compliment to the, to the voice actor, but like the voice itself, I thought was annoying. And he was even more like entitled and, and like tantrum-y back yes, then. Yes, yes. Which he, is, which they managed to execute that well. I, mm-hmm. I think that's impressive. I don't know what like part this fits into, but okay. like, how did we not mention thunderbending yet? That, yes, that is so that was one of your favorite things, right? That was just fucking crazy. And I think you yes. did 
let it slip or like mention it previously. Uh, but then right. I totally okay. forgot about it. And then to do uh-huh. to see Iro do it like so. Here's so the here's, here's the thing. Like he did it with the the poise and calm of of a master and someone who's done it before and knows uh-huh. how to do it and and respects the uh, respects how hard it is to do and the effort it takes and the focus it takes. Yeah. But then right after it, they cut to a gag shot of him like being all zapped and like oof which i don't yeah i don't i was like wait does that mean he didn't realize he could do that and then i realized i think it's just like the writer is just taking a bit to pause and do the gag but i don't know i think on one level i think it's freaking amazing that that exists yeah. uh and i want to see more of that for more elements for example you did let me know that there is such a thing as like blood bending for waterbenders, which makes sense and is so cool and epic. Uh So like, what is the equivalent for earth Uh, and for you'll get to, you'll get to that. Okay. I'm going to theorize. I think tell me what earthbenders, can they bend wood or plants? Maybe I'm I'm not going to just give me more guesses or maybe lava. Okay. What else? Can firebenders bend lava? I don't know. Um, and then firebenders, I guess they're thunder airbenders. What can airbenders do? You know, what is the extension of air? Right. Air pressure, uh, I, I don't know, man. What What about what else for uh, anything else for air, the other elements, um, earth, fire, water? Earth, fire, <laughs> water. Um, I don't know. We already know that there's ice bending. Okay. We already know that there's like manipulation of water. Maybe, I don't know, maybe some epic earthbender can like control gravity or like the moon okay maybe that's too epic yeah. maybe that's too epic proportions any, um, any other material because you mentioned like trees any other materials yeah, yeah. they think they could bend oh maybe metal okay yeah you know that would be a natural extension uh-huh. um maybe maybe like avatars can like combine the elements to do mm. something that would just open up a whole new dimension which is really cool yeah what about firebenders anything else you think you see them doing I, I, I don't know, man. Cool. Well, I don't think so. I like, like where you went with all of that. I'll say that much. Yeah, I just feel like tr- like wood bending could be like very much a thing. Okay. And 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 uh, I just realized why I think it's cool is because one of the Hokage in Naruto. I don't know what that is. Uh, Hokage. Yeah. So one of like the like village masters. Yeah. Basically, like the head of the ninja villages mm-hmm. are called the Hokage. Yeah. And I think what I forget if it's one of them or like just some epic warrior uh, figured out how to basically like wood bend and like manifest wood. Okay. And he like fights really epically with it. Okay. Um, so I think that'd be cool. Yeah. I, I doubt it's gonna go too far that direction in the show. There, uh, there, I'll say as much as that the types types of bending definitely evolves in this and in Korra. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I have a freshman thesis. Yep, yep. Okay. So Zuko and, uh, and Aang are, are – this is maybe too obvious, but maybe that's why it's a freshman thesis. Zuko and Aang are foils to each other. <laughs> and this episode explores how they both have taken reverting paths on their lives. Mm. But they're finding where they should be before their age. Yeah. Zuko 
he is a kid but wants to be an adult. He wants to go into the war room. He wants to contribute. He wants to have his voice heard. Yep. Aang is the avatar and wants to hang out with his friends and shoot the shit all day. Mm. And and that gets them both in trouble in this episode. They both are set on colliding paths because of it. And it seems like Zuko's resolution is a little different. He says his initial reaction to his punishment was, I got to be a man and stick up for myself. Yeah. But realizes, no, I got to look out for others too. And Aang, I guess I'm going to tie it in with another freshman thesis, says, I um, need to stop looking after caring about only my own feelings. I have to look out for the whole world. Here are my friends in danger and I'm going to save them too. And they make the same decision to help others in need. Oh, man, that um, is – oh, that gave me chills. Yes, yeah, so freshman, right? <laughs> it is so very freshman, freshman, but it is also very fundamental. I think that's really right. And I, and I think about that kind of concept every day. I mean it's like the Goldilocks rule, right? Like mm-hmm. Aang was too far one way. Zuko was too far the other way. Mm-hmm. And they're finding a, a, a place in the middle. And I think as like someone resisting adulthood and wanting to be a kid forever, like I resonate with that on both ends. Yeah, man, you got to – you got to go to the belly of the beast. You got to mm-hmm. face your traumas. You know, yep. that's what that's what Aang did. He faced yep. his traumas and then the birds came out and they're chirping. Yep. It's very much like a biblical theme. It's very much the, like it's a... It's a Noah's Ark sort of situation has yep. passed and yep. there's a rainbow at the end. Yeah. Any for, any uh, thesis you got? Uh, that was a pretty good one, man. Um, thesis? Yeah. I was, I was linking it to like kind of like the hero's journey. Kind of uh, you got to slay your dragon. You got to go to the belly of the beast like yeah. Pinocchio. Mm-hmm. How he goes into the whale to find his father and find yeah. himself, like kind of thing. I don't, I don't, <laughs> I don't know much more than that. It's uh, maybe the benefits of exposure therapy. <laughs> I, I think, I think I can see Aang's story being a hero's journey, definitely. Yeah, yeah. In that he like he initially denies the call to adventure, or not really yep. adventure. This is the call to do something. Call to arms. Call to yeah duty. Well, yeah. yeah. I mean, he resists the call to be the avatar. Call of duty. Yes. And then eventually is has to face his biggest enemy so far, weather, and, <laughs> and dude, and when gets, you said that was hilarious, and is is just on the verge of defeat by the weather, by the water, yep. and is like, nah, dude, I can do this. I'm the chosen one. Activates his chosen one powers and gets out of there and sees the sunrise. Yeah, he returns home to the village that they have a temporary home at. It's about the journey home is the last aspect of uh, the hero's journey. And yeah, we start a new day. It's back to normal life now. Back to normal life of journeying towards the uh, Northern Wanna Tribe. Oh, also another thing that we found out is that... Um, so we, we know that there was a Northern Air Temple. Yes. So then I was like, that implies there's a Southern Air Temple. Uh, which now that I'm saying it and realizing it, that like that doesn't necessarily imply that because we have a West Virginia and not an East Virginia. <laughs> And, like, you know, the world doesn't necessarily work that way, but I do think cartoons kind of work that way where, like, yeah. they like to create things in pairs and, like, just juxtapositions. Yeah. So I am going to guess that there was a north and south. And then today we learned that he was meant to be separated uh, and sent to the east yes. temple. Yes, he did. So yes. there, that might also mean that there's a western temple. Yes. And maybe a central temple or something. But Because, uh, <laughs> yes, we do know the southern and eastern temples now for sure. Because mm-hmm. that's where he was from, is the Southern Temple. I think it is. Uh, I think we need to thank our sponsors for today as today's episode. Who's our sponsor, Peter? Uh, our sponsor today is uh, Ragu Pasta Sauce. 
It's not very great, but <laughs> when you're broken in a pinch, it'll do the job. Ragu. Is it ragu or ragu? I, I'm assuming it's ragu. Uh, Tomato-flavored sauce. I'm trying it's... to use the Italian <laughs> vowel pronunciation. Yeah, I don't think – I think it's a stretch to call it Italian, you know? <laughs> <laughs> maybe maybe right. So we should call it ragu then. Uh, i got some ragu. <laughs> Sounds like rat. Like rat goo. Yeah. <laughs> it's just some raw goo, you know. <laughs> yeah. You know, um how does that relate to the episode? It doesn't. I don't know, man. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay, okay. Let me think of one. Okay, gotcha. I got it. What? Okay, go. This episode is sponsored by AccuWeather. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was going to say the weather app. I was going to say weather.com. <laughs> um That's great. Do you need to see if a storm is coming your way and you need to go fishing? Check AccuWeather. Not only do they give you the up-to-date weather uh, for today and tomorrow, but they also consistently collect your data and sell it to advertisers, your oh location data, Can't unless wait. you turn that off. So if you have it installed, check your privacy settings, but also check the weather. Eli, you're all about living mindfully, man, and, and, and helping other people live mindfully, and I, and I enjoy that about you. Ah, thank you. That that yeah. is only coming from me, uh, my previous work in the advertising industry. Yeah. That, I know that, that. being said, Eli, uh, you know, uses TikTok. I so. do use TikTok, so <laughs> yes, they probably. I'm also being tracked. Well, being tracked, just depends on who you're being tracked by. Chinese yeah. government, American government. <laughs> you choose. Probably both. But, probably both. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That about wraps it up. Uh, thank you guys again for listening to our podcast. Um, make sure you reach out to a friend, maybe an old friend, maybe one you haven't reached out to in a long time. Yeah. And say, hey, uh, I know we haven't talked in a while, but you like the show Avatar, The Last Airbender? <laughs> nice. Well, boy, do I have the podcast for you. So go do that to one friend. And we'll see you next time after these uh, closing words from Peter. I, I, you go today. Okay, I, I don't fine. know if I got one today. What, what you okay. got today? The words of wisdom for today are teach a man to fish. He catches. Fuck, you're so good. Fish. Uh, wait, I did that wrong. <laughs> Give oh, a man how a the fish. turntables! Give a man a fish, he eats a fish. Teach a man to fish, he fishes. But teach a man to fish during the right time, he fishes for his lifetime without dying. Thank you, Avatar. <laughs> <laughs>